Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Will Leverson, and this is Sports Bar Weekly. This week's episode, Is It a Will or a Skill Issue? And this episode is in response or in the aftermath of the recent comments of starting NFL quarterback Kyler Murray in response to the team's performance in the most recent loss, in their most recent loss against the Sandy, I'm sorry, the LA Chargers. And in the loss, uh, you, and, and, and this is one of those things where uh, just recently, quarterback Zach Wilson uh, was recently uh, even benched uh, in, in, in the rotation there uh, in the aftermath of his comments during a very poor performance. And also in the loss, of course, if a quarterback doesn't perform well, your team is usually going to lose. And uh, what we're seeing uh, from some of the young quarterbacks is, is their, their response um, is, is going to be tempered to their character. And at such an important position in football as quarterback, uh, the way that your quarterback uh, handles pressure, handles criticism, handles the game when the play breaks down, when maybe their, their great talents and things aren't able to really be showcased because they're up against uh, either similarly talented or very talented defense. So if you're a running quarterback, for example, and you're uh, facing a defense that is um, predicated on th- stop things like stopping the run and, uh, and that they're uh, very good at coverage, you know, they're just a very, very high efficient uh, defense, you're going to see even fantastic players and then you insert names like Lamar Jackson or you insert names like uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, if you're not playing well or if there are things that are off, um, you're going to see a bunch of things really become apparent. Either the uh, scope of a team's roster, for example, hey, they're losing close games. And then you come and take a look at what's going on and you see that maybe they got a kicker that misses a couple kicks every once in a while and has put them in a position where instead of uh, winning maybe two or three close games, decide about you know one or three points, uh, one, two or three points, that's where the team's missing, then you'd better believe that the Scope of the team's roster is what's coming to play because they have a position that unfortunately they're not able to leverage and yield uh, what they like. And, you know, for a kicker, that's kicking field goals and and extra points and such. And uh, that's not an uncommon uh, roster need uh, for many teams, as we've seen it develop over the years, whether you're a Hall of Fame quarterback like Peyton Manning. And unfortunately, when it comes down to some of these kicks, they're just not being made. Um, you're going to want uh, to do something different. You're going to want uh, to uh, leverage if you're like Peyton Manning, right? And he's like, hey, I'm, we're just not winning these close games when we're missing field goals and things. So, you know, get me a kicker that can, you know, hit these field goals, you know, at an efficient level. And then you, you know, change your roster there. And then Peyton Manning beats the Bears uh, for his first Super Bowl. Uh, after not being able to um, outlast the barrage and the, uh, the playmaking building of Tom Brady late in games, Peyton Manning, there would be a few times in the AFC Championship game where it came down to a kick, and unfortunately, uh, the kicker wasn't able to deliver uh, on those kicks. Um, so um, the same can be said about any really any roster position. If you are a team that's looking to shore up your defense and uh, – and you notice that you know, during the scope of the season that you're not 
having as much pressure on the quarterback um, as you'd like and and you don't have and your line play isn't getting to the quarterback not creating the amount you know pressure to allow uh, the defense to you know take advantage of the offense's uh, game plan when it naturally breaks down when the defense is playing well and so what you'll have right is you'll have a defense right that'll need to address a need because they'll say hey we need to generate more pressure maybe we need to do that by uh, either changing schematically what we're doing on defense or just getting the players um, impact players and guys that are able to get up the field uh, on defense and, and put that pressure on the quarterback. So a team's going to address that, and then you grow a conversation out from there, and then you'll have teams like Dallas. You'll have teams uh, uh, like uh, the, the, the Lions. Uh, you'll have teams uh, like uh, the Bills, even with the loss of, of Von Miller for any time. Um, of course, San Francisco. Uh, so there are, there are teams who uh, – the Jets um, there who uh, defensively – They've addressed some of their concerns they had in years past by not being able to do things uh, either schematically or 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 just uh, just by having impact players, and so that'll happen. Uh, and and, and uh, when teams address those needs uh, at any position, as we're you know just wanting to highlight here, this is not oh trash Kyler Murphy because obviously in any losing situation that it's not just all on single you know one single uh, thing there, and, and, and I'm right there with you. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll be the uh, 15th <laughs> maybe to sort of highlight the fact that, yeah, if a team is in flux and let's say uh, they've had some restructuring in recent years, uh, having to go get players because players retired, if you're talking about Larry Fitzgerald or, or if uh, uh, you end up in a situation where, uh, where you are like Arizona and you have some questions to answer at quarterback and you draft Kyler Murray and he plays um, – as a serviceable quarterback, enough for you to draft him and, and enough for his talent to warrant starts. And uh, the other thing that comes with that is that when you, you know, begin your uh, career as either high draft pick or, or, or there's a, just a lot of uh, high praise for you and, and people are, of course, hoping that you do well. Uh, just like any job, you know, they hire you, hope in, under the impression that you're going to be a member of the team and that you're going to you know, help drive the mission of the uh, whatever um, business or whatever that you're doing uh, there to earn uh, your money, whether you are a CEO or whether you are a person that's just handling, uh, you know, uh, paying personnel things. Uh, everybody's, you know, sort of uh, brought on board to use their skills to, to help. And, and that that's no, um, there isn't any other strong corollary to what uh, we're seeing happen with the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray and Zach Wilson. In that, um, as we stated, you kind of got to you kind of have to play with bravado and an ego and things to be a professional athlete and see yourself as being truly the best um, in those things. So that's going to translate over to how you carry yourself. Um, and then we take a look at the comments of uh, Kyler Murray and Zach Wilson. Um, in a little different light when it comes down to um, can I count on this particular person to use their set of skills to be the quarterback that we're hoping is going to put us over the top and put us in position to uh, compete for a uh, for a world title uh, for a world championship uh, for uh, to compete for you know playing deep into the playoffs or, or certainly in a better position than you were and uh, at this point, 
um, teams such as the Jets and the Arizona Cardinals, respectively, are, are, are and even to some degree, uh, some conversations centered around uh, Aaron Rodgers and his prickliness or these sort of other uh, intangibles, as, as we call them, um, it, you're, you're going to see uh, how that plays out into developing with the team and then we say well this person their personality um it's not allowing uh, for any cohesive efforts like if he had like with Aaron Rodgers and new receivers uh and he has this um commentary that he's very hard but that's not something that's new for Aaron Rodgers but once again is this player with you know their skill set and things are they what we want for our team at, at, you know at any point whether it's going forward whether it's in an interim like there there are just some questions uh that some teams really do have to answer and unfortunately like most things right whether we're talking about someone that may uh, have some incidents uh, whether it be you know, with law enforcement and things uh where uh you know their attitude and things kind of lead into them having these uh, these occurrences lead to them having these uh, these instances where um, where their personality, uh, even though they're talented in things, just aren't driving success uh, for the te- for the team or for the company's mission or what have you. And so, just like we're saying at this point, um, were any of these things already there? Like, hey. Is this a new development that someone uh, regrets? It happens. Uh, it, it happens with many things uh, for many different factors, whether it be physical or psychosocial or, or, or any of these things that cause us to not be able to perform at our best level. Um, but once again, you, you know, you're looking at it. You know, what are the indicators? Are there any uh, are there any indicators that, you know, before we get to this point where all of that sort of has broken down? Uh, was there anything there? And, and, and did we address it properly? You know, did we, you know, go out and say, hey, you know, maybe uh, moving forward, <laughs> this isn't the best person for the job. And did we just realize that or did we know that? And did we just sort of uh, deal with what we had? And then that's where, you know, you get down to, you know, uh, front office discipline and, and, you know, what's going on there, what they're looking for, you know, what, 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 what how are they making decisions to help that team be successful? You say, well, hey, you've got a guy, you drafted him, he's played well, you've got to pay him at some point. Yes. But there's another prevailing sort of thought um, that we see, right, in contract negotiations and in every professional sport, but football and, and some of those other commentaries like, hey, you know, baseball players get this, soccer players get this. These people are able to get things guaranteed. They, they, these people have a higher uh, salary threshold and salary caps and all these different things, right? But it also comes down to really realistically, how are you setting value for your own team's mission um, in this, right? So you say, hey, uh, I have a quarterback named Kyler Murray, and he's played well for us. I don't think, though, that in his performance and things that we've seen, right, that I don't feel that he's as attentive or what have you. And so there's a couple ways to address that seriously. If there are glaring issues with like, and, and this is any business discipline, but we're talking about, you know, professional sports and football, namely right here in teams, um, that before they've arrived at these points where they're having to make these decisions or, you know, do I bench Zach Wilson? Uh, uh, does he have a problem, you know, with accountability? Is he the guy? If you are saying those things, you're not saying, hey, 
you know, we have this person, they have the skill set, they have proven that they are tempered enough to where we can move on from having to address this need here and fulfill some of our other needs. Because the way that you do that is that you're going to let that sort of, uh, you know, play out, right? Either that person's going to uh, improve and, 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 and clearly you'll see all those great big talents on display or either they're not the person and that as you realize that you work toward that in the now, you don't wait on that. You don't let it develop. You say, hey, this is what we got. We have to plan for this at another milestone to address this need. Then you say, maybe, hey, let's address other needs around. Like, hey, you know what? Uh, we're not looking so great at quarterback. Let's shore up this offensive line. Let's get things prepared so that we can either you know, provide this asset that we have, either any tool that they need to succeed, or we're going to set ourselves up for success by the time where maybe down the road we have our guy eyes on a player, maybe two years, two drafts down the road anyway, seeing how he develops and, and all those things. Because once again, football doesn't have any sort of developmental league. There are practice players in the filling of, of rosters in that regard, but there is is no real developmental capacity, uh, no developmental league or anything for um, players to sort of hone these skills. And then it's not like baseball, right, where we have a guy come up from the minors that's been playing for a few years, developing those skills, and, and now his team feels that he's at a position where he can use those skills to help. That doesn't help. That doesn't happen in football. That preseason is not the same. There is no way to cut or to add or to do any weird math on that regard because football preseason is not the same as any developmental league and then you grow your conversation out from there. Basketball, right? There are players who, through the ebb and flow of of being able to compete against uh, top talent. You'll have someone that may uh, come up from a developmental league and then go get sent back down to a developmental league. Uh, there, 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 there's plenty of stories like that. I believe uh, Jordan Poole is a more recent example of that in basketball where he had a person who's obviously performing, but it doesn't seem like you know those skills are hitting the same way. But at least in basketball, we can send you back down and develop and see what's going on and, and develop that talent or at least um, have some stable that we can rely on that doesn't sound like, you know, trades and free agency and things. So I would definitely, if I were owners and there were collective bargaining agreements and there were players and, and we were looking at to how to improve our game, that would be the most important uh, game building international or national wise or, or, or using an opportunity like that to help foster you know skills and, and allow people who may not have maybe access to the you know professional sort of um, upward mobility that hey if we actually have a football developmental league with uh, with a business segment and practices that are predicated on at least having to hire and fulfill uh, 55 some odd players not to mention staff and, and other things like that it's the uh, a football developmental league and I'm not dealing in hyperbole here. This is someone, you know, you know, cross multiple disciplines and things. Uh, so in a business operations sort of sense, the most important investment that the National Football League can make to reciprocate, uh, 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 you know, opportunity and things is to um, form a developmental league. Now, that may be in affiliating with some of the like the USFL and things like that to really bring about a different change so that some of these narratives, uh, even though you're not, they're not going to completely go away, especially when teams are going to always need a quarterback until that position or things change in this game of football. It's always going to be really important to make sure that the person that has to um, 
facilitate your offense, right? Get players the ball, whether that's on an accurate handoff, whether that's on knowing play calls, whether that's uh, on, on using current uh, uh, jargon and current uh, terminology if you're Russell Wilson and coming off of a career of success and then in a vacuum or in this mi- ma- microcosm or in this, um, you know, when, it, when, it, when, that, when everything is highlighted where it's at now and then you grow the conversation out from there. There's disconnect. There's the uh, uh, rigidity and relying on old information, things that when you talk about someone coming in to a new working environment, you're always just sort of right. It's a good ethical thing to sort of throw off everything you knew so that you're able to accept everything new and, and then really learn where you're at. And that, that, that novelty isn't just on some person that's training, you know, for some job. Uh, customer service or something that 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 that's no different of a of, of a of a regime norm no different of a uh, just something that you should do when you're going into a new situation of course Russell Wilson didn't do that you grow the conversation out from their you know teammates um, uh, voicing vocalizing their frustration with the process and here we have someone who is acting oblivious to you know either their personality not being what a team needs it's not that it's not workable for that person not positive no one is saying that someone that is unashamed of whatever their faith is that that's bad but what is not workable is to be oblivious to either your play not being uh, sufficient enough to drive that team for success and clearly you're able to see that um, uh, there, there isn't you know it's one of those things where uh, it, you, you're not oblivious to it now, you can pretend you can have personality quirks that, you know, a rolling stone carries no moss. You know, hey, you don't sweat the small stuff. You know, hey, hey, you know, you make a mistake, you forget it. All these things that we hear about that, that, they're all, that are great intangibles and make, you know, professional players great because they're not dwelling on things. That's great. But it's not great when your personality, that same personality, hasn't translated into that success, whether it be immediate, whether it be interim or long-term. If it just has not happened, you're just not the player. That's not to say that people don't deserve chances or that they you know, uh, play like high school players. Or That's not just simply saying that. You know, Those are all criticisms you can pull out in different commentaries and different abilities to relate that information. If I'm a, you know, a, a former NFL player and I'm looking at Kyler Murray, I'm going to critique him differently than someone like myself or, or even a, 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 um, a traditional uh, sports journalist, we're all going to approach that different. But the thing is, is that we may all approach it different, right? Like we know about uh, algebra, right? Like sometimes there's some problems where even though what you do to one side, you do to another, you can get the answer by different ways. You may not even have to get the answer through the whole order of operations. You can get the answer either by looking at it or just sort of seeing how the equation is building and then seeing, you know, seeing the variables and things develop, you know, you may not have to work out the problem, but you still get the same answer that someone that worked out the problem. That's exactly what's going on in, in situations with, with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, Zach Wilson and the Jets, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. There is no different. There's a couple Super Bowl winning quarterbacks in there. Um, there's a couple of newer quarterbacks in there. The, 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 the like factor in all this, the common denominator, as it were, is that they are all quarterbacks. This is not, hey, this is defensive lineman. This is that. We're not talking to Aaron, Do- Aaron Donald to, 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 to Calais Campbell to, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not, we're not or, or like uh, Chris Jones. We're not talking about Chris Jones and then uh, talking about uh, – uh, 
um, you know, uh, uh, Leonard Fournette. Like we're not, these aren't different positions where the prevailing thought is their personality. This is all the same position, all the, all the great importance and all breaking down for all teams that we've mentioned all the same way. And all teams front offices had a way to address this before we even got to this point. There isn't, oh, well, no one has a crystal ball and no one has this. But you do have some information to go on. And if I'm looking at Russell Wilson and I'm saying that, okay, I feel that we have players that Russell Wilson is a player that can add value to our team and can push us over the top. You say, okay, I feel that way. Okay, what do you base that on? And then how do you acquire this person? And no one who was looking at Russell Wilson playing, when I say no one, no one who... Um, in a Italian evaluation sense, in a way to not be a, you know, a fan and make it an emotional buy in those things that we hear in different business segments, right? Whether it's, whether it's a retail transaction uh, where, where everyone's buying the new toy, right? It's a new great toy, a lot of promoting, a lot of marketing on it, uh, not a lot of information on, you know, our kids enjoying playing with the toy. Is it safe yet? It's still new, right? So, so, so that's understandable, right? So, so you make an emotional and an impulse buy and say, hey, this is popular. I want to get it. A lot of people are getting it. I'm on it. And then when you buy it for your children, you find out that your children, actually, they don't really play with it. It's a great toy. Other people do get, a, get enjoyment out of it. Clearly, they do. There's even, you know, tons of videos and things where children are playing with it. But your kids don't play with it. It doesn't gel with what they're wanting to do in their play. Now, that may be a real elementary way to sort of um, navigate you know, the, not, the, 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 the emotion and things that go into wanting to acquire a quarterback that has a, some legacy of winning, you know, either they've won in past years or, or, or maybe their decline where you're able to see maybe a team isn't making the best decisions. So you say, hey, just like any relationship, hey, man, yeah, she maybe give you problems, but I wouldn't be having those problems. So, you know, I'm going to get with her. And then, you know, it works out how it works out for that, you know, for that new coupling for that new relationship you know maybe if there is a an, an equal want to make it work right like russell wilson if if the story was is that he came into different broncos and he was really had a thirst and 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 really seems to be on top of learning you know things new schematically or or just really seems to be getting what the different broncos are want to be doing then you'd have a different uh, commentary now that's not the commentary with russell wilson it's not if it were it's seriously this is not someone just that's just jumping on the quarterbacks that are in the you know that are in the news that have said these outlandish things no there, there's a real uh, there's there is the reality that each quarterback that we've mentioned whether it be in a transition transitional period between high level play and the doldrums of getting old or if it's schematically they are no longer the quarterback that their teams are able to leverage to have win or in some cases, they may have never truly been that person. We just settled on them because they provided some sense of stability based off their talent or play. That is what has happened for so many teams, whether you're if you're the Jets, it would be so pertinent for you. Like it would be prudent. The most important thing that you can do if you're the New York Jets who are mired in mediocrity and ineptitude, mired in it. Not saying that the players that are currently on the roster are your moms and dads, Jets, or your cousins or older uncles, or even your Jets from just a season or two ago. We get that. We get that the Jets have improved on defense. They have addressed needs. Their, need, their, their, their most pressing need was 
getting stability at quarterback. Zach Wilson provided that for the Jets in a vacuum, once again, based off his talent, based off his playability in spots. This is the same Zach Wilson that led the team to a very favorable start, won a, won a game against uh, a tough uh, division uh, opponent. But when we're looking at, and, and, and it's one of those, you know, uh, literary or, or the uh, or, or, or devices of writing, you know, but cancel out everything that you said. Well, in this case, for Zach Wilson, but should. Because, but Zach Wilson isn't at a point yet where he can clearly see that he has an opportunity to play better. And, all, and this isn't just, well, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Joe Montana's Joe Montana. Peyton Manning's Peyton Manning. You know, they, you can't expect, you know, Players to play the same wheel, isn't it? What you're talking about, business operations, consultant, coaching, dude. Like, hey, not all workers are the same, right? I, man, I I get it. I I I truly do get that. No one is saying that Kyler Murray uh, isn't on some ability to play better as well as a Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning, or anything. Some of those other players, based off of everything, the same talent, same, when I say same talents, meaning they're both at the same position, both have to deliver um, their performances, the same they both have to, or all quarterbacks have to at some point throw a ball, um, initiate, you know, uh, or, or be able to, uh, you know, read through progressions and things. So player to player, the demands aren't different. What is different is their ability to do that. There isn't any, you know, well, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. It, it, we get that. So is Justin Herbert. So is Joe Burrow. Um, so is Matt Stafford. And in some of these other cases, these quarterbacks that we're mentioning, right, you have, well, how could you make a decision to get Matt Stafford? You know, Matt Stafford has been injury prone, has been prone to poor play. We see it uh, pop up. But what Matt Stafford had in a vacuum were the particular set of skills and playability along with a, a great offensive mind that was able to yield Matt Stafford's skills in a vacuum to win a championship. There are so few players that that's able to happen with. We see it in basketball where we may have one player like Kawhi Leonard. He wins a championship, goes to another team, wins a championship. Uh, but, the, the, but the commentary is, is that he's not very durable, uh, injury prone, and not willing to sort of subject his body, rightfully so, right? No one will want to subject their body to hurt and not still have to perform and try to you know, get, use your skills to get a team into the uh, postseason. Uh, but it, it, it truly is the same thing where uh, the Los Angeles Clippers as a team, where maybe we're not talking about positions to position, but we are talking about players, as Tom Brady said, and players are important, especially when players need to be available. And if you have a player that has, through his career, shown a physical inability, hey, my bones just aren't going to do it, man. I, I can compete but I, I, I don't I can't do an, an 80 an 82 game grind. Um, I can't like my body's not going to hold up, but I, you know, I, I have what I have for you in the spots that I can. And that's understandable, right? That's what happens with players when they age, uh, when they turn from maybe being a key focal point to more a role player, right? They may not be available as the guy, the, as the players that, of course, are, are, are showing that they're durable, able to play, you know, back-to-back -back games and such. Like, 
those are players that for a team are going to be, uh, even though Kawhi Leonard is a great player, obviously um, a great talent, obviously has helped teams win, but also obviously has a an injury problem, then obviously if you're a team like L.A. and you're looking toward the future, what does that look like for you? Is it just that do we see ourselves, hey, he just helped that team do that, whether it's Matt Stafford or Kawhi Leonard now because we're talking about injury prone and we're talking about great talent and, and what has helped people win. And both teams, both players, respectively, maybe Matt Stafford hasn't won multiple world championships. Kawhi Leonard has won two. Maybe Matt Stafford has only, gone, has only played for two teams, uh, one championship. Kawhi Leonard uh, now three teams, two championships. So uh, player for player, you're able to see that as it's one sport to the next, one body's ability to next, one sport's demand against the others. But you still have a similar instance where when we take a look at when they begin to play poor or when their talents aren't able to overshadow if we don't have the infrastructure around to overshadow that, whether we're talking about we just had a really great supervisor, really great team leader, and they are no longer with us. And we're starting to see that um, in, in, in employee performance. Like, like you're going to see that in whatever business sector that you're in is that, hey, some of the things that made some of these other people great aren't there anymore. And now it shows that's not bad. That is how life is. And so uh, these, the, 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 the will or the skill issue that we're seeing between the Denver Broncos, the Arizona Cardinals, the Green Bay Packers, we are seeing that a player's, you know, and then you grow the conversation out from there. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. Aaron Rodgers has, had, has, has seemed to build this, you know, build up receivers as such, you know, Greg Jennings and, and some of these other players who um, played along with Aaron Rodgers and had great careers, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, um, you know, so, 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 some players who um, on any other team, we weren't able to see their skills um, shine through, um, not in the same way as they had in some of their, you know, higher competing years or championship attaining years or such. That's not bad. Devontae Adams, uh, Pro Bowl receiver, uh, you know, a thousand yard receiver, um, really high commodity, um, great player for the Packers. He's no longer on the Packers. Aaron Rodgers no longer has a, 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 a developed Pro Bowl talent that he's established rapport with. We went out and got, when I say we, meaning the Packers, I'm not a Packers fan, but the Packers went out, you know, we the Packers went out and we tried to address that need, right, at going to get Aaron, at, 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 at Randall Cobb, you know, and pairing him with, with, with Aaron Rodgers and maybe seeing if they're able to rekindle, you know, some of the um, great play they had in, in seasons past. But the commentary is, is that Aaron's prickly. Uh, we need to find out what we want to do with Aaron. Uh, what's Aaron Rodgers going to do? Aaron Rodgers seems to not be engaged enough to want to, you know, be available in, 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 if, to, to develop uh, rapport and, and, and things with his young talent. Like, this is all we hear. Tom Brady going through things in his life personally. That's going to happen to, to anyone. That's not saying that, oh, it's, look at this, it's because. No, all these things do matter, though. Um, 
but we come from season to season. This Tom Brady and this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team are far removed from the one that competed against Aaron Rodgers uh, in, a, in a regular season game, then in the playoffs. Um, this is not that same Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Uh, Antonio Brown is gone, okay? Um, Leonard Fournette has been banged up. Uh, once again, Tom Brady's been disengaged, uh, approaching the season as he had never in years past. Hey, I had never, I have never missed this. I have never missed the first couple weeks of practice. Never in over 20 years, I've never missed it. This year, I've missed it. Never in the previous 20 years had I had any sort of personal problems that, uh, given it uh, the, 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 the latitude or what have you, that anyone, whether it be a death of a family member, loss of a family member, whatever, what have you, uh, those things are going to happen. And it's always, of course, especially for a position like quarterback, how do they bounce back? How are they engaged? And if you, even if it's Tom Brady, you're saying he's not doing things that he's never done before. Got issues that he's never had before. Seeing play and things translate over into play where we're not able to score touchdowns in the red zone, not able to create, not able to use some of that ability uh, to win games that we need to win to be competitive at, at going into December, the later part of the season. So if that's Tom Brady, right? If we don't have Tom Brady's name on there, we scratch out any of the Hall of Fame resume. We just say player to player. And you're a front office. You are a front office. You're looking at your situation. There is not someone that's not someone that's dialed in, not someone that's going to be able to make the best decisions for the team. The people that, that, that are not going to be able to do that, they're not going to move off of Tom Brady. They're going to let it play out and see what we got down the road. Green Bay Packers. They're at a point where they're, because Jordan Love had to do something like, hey, Aaron Rodgers got hurt which means the next person on the roster sheet, the next man up, as, as we're all able to appreciate you know, when, we're, when you're having to, uh, you know, someone gets injured and now someone else has to step up and perform. Now we're saying, oh my goodness, man, Jordan Love, is the, maybe he's the way that the Packers need to go. Here's the thing. This is not to regurgitate different commentaries. This is the real. If Jordan Love was really, was really, there have been several uh, backup quarterbacks uh, for Green Bay that have either gone on uh, as from a backup to a starting position and done relatively well. There are others who it did not quite translate. And even in the Russell Wilson appreciation, uh, before Russ got a start for Seattle, the building story for the Seattle Seahawks was is that they were looking to uh, stabilize their position at quarterback by um, – acquiring the Packers' former um, backup quarterback, Matt Flynn, who had come and played well in some spots when Aaron Rodgers was injured in the first uh, couple of seasons there uh, uh, after getting the start after Brett Favre leaves for the Jets. Seattle said, hey, man, Matt Flynn's to see me. He's played well in a few games. He, he should be able to bring some stability here. They draft Russell Wilson. Once again, Matt Flynn played well. Quarterback to quarterback. This is no shade. Matt Flynn has played well, a better response than Jordan Love. Even in the opportunities that we've seen in preseason or such, Matt Flynn played better in spots for that team, even though they had different infrastructure and pieces in place than what we're seeing Jordan Love do. There isn't another team that has looked at the Packers situation, right? 
and said, hey, you know what? You guys have got a gold mine there. Let me, let me get that from you. We'll slide you a couple draft picks. You'll be able to replace that guy. But, but we really feel that, hey, we get, you know, we get Jordan Love from you. Uh, he's going to be the ticket. We're looking at Jordan Love. Well, of course, you say, well, Jordan Love hasn't had a chance to play. Well, wait a second. That's not necessarily true. We know that's not true because Jordan Love did have an opportunity um, to showcase some talent in the preseason. We know that Jordan Love has had an opportunity to play in a couple different spots when Aaron Rodgers has been injured. And what we do know is that Jordan Love in these spots, maybe it's unfair to say um, player to player. Once again, it's not the same playability that can have you say, hey, like, um, um, for example, Jordan Love and Cooper Rush, they're not the same sort of backup. Um, Jordan Love and, um, my goodness, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, (laughs) they're not the same quarterback. As a matter of fact, backup quarterback to backup quarterback, situation, situation. Can this person play? Can this person play or not? Before he was, my goodness, a starting quarterback. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo was a backup quarterback for one, Tom Brady. And when you're taking a look, once again, you the, Things aren't just because people want them to be and that and that, you know, we're just being unfair to players or such. Man, if you're a backup and your talent actually warrants you a starting position, you're going to be a Steve Young. You are. You're going to be a Steve Young. You're going to be a Tom Brady. You're going to end up being in recent years a Jimmy Garoppolo. Where you were a backup. You had some skill that a Hall of Fame head coach said, hey, this guy is talented enough that I can let go of, I can even conceive after someone that's won multiple Lombardi trophies with me, multiple appearances in a, in a Super Bowl, multiple years where he's the best quarterback in the league, multiple years where he's Man, he's paired with talent that, uh, man, one crazy one-two punches, crazy performances. All of that Bill Belichick had in a history of Tom Brady was willing to let it go for a side of rice, pilaf, and fries because of what he could see in one Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'll be gosh darned it if that same Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll get to Nick Foles here in a minute, then the show will be over here. Where you have it where another offensive mind says, hey, see, you're having a little problem making the decision on Jimmy G. Maybe you guys want to keep Tom Brady. Maybe don't. I'll take Jimmy G off you and I'll give you a couple draft picks. Hey, we'll call it good. And Jimmy G goes to the San Francisco 49ers. And Jimmy G, with his playability, and then we have the when Jimmy G plays, San Francisco wins. Jimmy G was a backup quarterback. That was talent out, talent shined so well that a team was willing to move off a Hall of Fame quarterback just to give him the opportunity because they saw that value in him as a player. I am not saying that Jordan Love can't for the rest of the season, just as uh, Taylor Heineke, um, 
uh, uh, you know, and, 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 and even uh, Sam Darnold here, uh, here, you know, get, getting a win there with the Carolina Panthers. No one's saying that there might not be a bright spot in the next couple games or maybe Jordan Love won't have an opportunity, maybe playing against a team that uh, that is maybe a little bit worse off than the Packers. Maybe, you know, next time you play the Bears or next time. Uh, that you maybe get your game against the Lions or, or that you get your game against uh, uh, Minnesota, even though right now for the Packers uh, with a Jordan Love-led team, it, you may not be expecting them to play well. You may not be expecting them to win those games. Jordan Love, in order for him to be that guy, has got to. It can't be, well, <laughs> well, if he had this, if he had that. That's the same thing with any of these other quarterbacks. Matt Flynn did not get the start over the eventual um, starting quarterback and NFL Super Bowl winning quarterback Russell Wilson, uh, two-time Super Bowl appearing at this point, uh, quarterback Russell Wilson. Like, that's who Matt Flynn lost his job to, to somebody who would at least eventually win a Super Bowl. We said we didn't with Nick Foles, and we say this. Nick Foles, man. Boy, if there was ever a situation of somebody maximizing their moment, it would be Nick Foles. Because if you want to talk about, hey, there's a situation here where <laughs> we have a quarterback in Mike Vick, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, and Mike's playing well for you. But you have a Nick Foles, man, and Mike may get hurt. Mike may not be available, you know, because of whatever reason. But, man, we put Nick Foles in, and Nick Foles is, man, this guy's, this guy's great. Maybe he's good enough. Man, when Mike Vick leaves the team, Nick Foles is going to be our starter. And you said, well, Will, you know, dude, didn't Nick Foles lose his job to Carson Wentz? And they say, well, he didn't lose his job. He, he played very well, but someone saw Carson Wentz's talent and said, hey, Carson Wentz, man, he should be able to do it. And we see Carson Wentz play well in spots. First, first little, little iterations with the uh, – with the Eagles, and guess what? Carson Wentz gets hurt. His backup, who is the backup formerly, Nick Foles, gets in, and I'll be gosh darn if Nick Foles doesn't actually play well enough in spots to at least, guess what, win a Super Bowl as a backup quarterback, as a legitimate, we're not talking Trent Dilfer, what in the world, you know, uh, um, playing on, you know, a, a team that has, a, you know, Hall of Fame players at defense, and he's able to go out and win a Super Bowl, you know, throwing for less than 200 yards and one touchdown. Like, that wasn't what Nick Foles did. Nick Foles, in his spot as his Jordan Love time, you can clearly see that, yes, the team can't count on him. Players play well for him. He's able to make throws and such. Nick Foles has competed deeper into the playoffs on his own as coming from that backup. When I say on his own, meaning as a backup quarterback, not just being thrust in a position um, and, and then, hey, let's take a look at taking him out when Carson's ready. Even though that was a decision, ultimately what would happen would be this. Carson Wentz would win no Super Bowls, would not compete anywhere deep into the, pre into, the, into the playoffs. But Nick Foles had, and he has a Super Bowl. Now, Nick Foles may not be a household name, but he has won one Super Bowl as a quarterback coming from the backup position, which is one more than Jimmy G and the same as Aaron Rodgers. So Nick Foles, in all of his ability and years of playing and such, has got the same amount of Super Bowl wins as Aaron Rodgers does. And Russell, Russell Wilson got the same amount. And so 
when we're saying, hey, you know, you know, let's not, you know, let, let, let's not, uh, you know, have a commentary that a player uh, um, isn't isn't able to do something if he hasn't been given the chance to. Well, just like in life and in football and, and things and all these different uh, corollaries that we'll build, you know, sports is life and like, you know, uh, art imitating life, imitating, you know, art or what have you. Um, that's really not the case. Once again, this is not to just regurgitate commentary that's been out there. For the sake of this show, at the publishing of this episode, we're just going to say for the record that Jordan Love has not had yet a career earlier otherwise to where the esteem that either a fan base or even um, anything around in sports commentary that somehow Jordan Love um, is going to come in at a point and be something that he hasn't been for either that team or either for someone else to see value in that and say, hey, you guys are in a rebuild, you know. Uh, uh, you know, just like playing Monopoly, right? You're playing Monopoly and you're, you're a person that has a lot of properties. There's a couple people playing that, you know, they're, they're barely, you know, barely making it. You're going to say, hey, <laughs> I see you're barely making it. Why don't you give me if you, you know, if they, they may have, you know, you've got four railroads and they've got one, you know. Uh, uh, so you say, hey, you know, I'll give you, you know, $800 for your other railroad, right? Because you're, you're, you're not going to be in a maximize offer. Yeah, people are landing on it, but, but I got three railroads right now and I just need that last one and it's not really doing you any good. <laughs> now, I don't mean to oversimplify uh, NFL professional team roster building, you know, by, you know, by just saying it's just as simple as playing Monopoly. <laughs> but what we're saying is some of the discipline is the same. And that if somebody, if some, if you have someone of value, uh, any roster position, you're going to get propositioned for it if you are not in optimal position to win. It's the same thing in fantasy basketball. I, I've started playing fantasy basketball with a few of the fellas, and that's the thing, right? Hey, man, your team isn't doing so well. Why don't you trade me one of your good players so that I can win? And you say, well, man, I, I want to compete. That's why I'm not getting rid of this great player. Well, that's, that's what you say if you have that. But if you're also looking at the situation, like if you're a Green Bay Packers, you're like, well, man, I don't believe that I'm going to be starting Matt Flynn, even though he's playing well. Uh, there's no scenario where, Matt, where we're going with Matt Flynn over Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? There's no scenario in that. So it's not that we don't see the value in what Matt brought to the team. We're just saying that. Player to player, no, he's not going to replace Aaron Rodgers. We don't have that on our long-range planning. Um, you guys see value in him. Uh, we also see value in him, obviously. But for you guys, it's, it's going to work out a little bit more for you. So, no, I'm not giving up Aaron Rodgers because I'm Green Bay and I'm maybe not competing in the interim period after, after uh, Brett Favre leaves. When I say competing, meaning that people are like, oh, man, I, I expect it. You know, we're, and we're at this point where Aaron Rodgers has had multiple MVPs and, and, and we've seen him, you know, throw the ball really well. Like, we're at this point. But if we're looking at the, 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 just that snapshot in time with, with, with the Packers having a pretty fairly decent serviceable uh, backup and having Aaron Rodgers at the beginning of his career, um, you know, factor through who he's going to be as a player. But the Packers did not, I promise you. They did not look at that situation. It wasn't the same as the Eagles where 
for the Packers that Matt Flynn in that interim period when they were, you know, the Eagles were, were coming off of the years of success with Donovan McNabb and then trying to find themselves and had, uh, uh, of course, uh, Mike Vick and Nick Foles in that rotation. Then it became Nick Foles and Carson Wentz and then it became mostly Foles and then Carson Wentz gets traded where the team once again won with their backup who had actually been a long, at that point, a multiple season um, uh, appearing quarterback for the team and able to play in spots. So I'm just going to say here for, for the sake of the show that hopefully Jordan Love's career is able to pan out. We're just going to say that at this point in time, at this point in time, there there can't be a Packers long range plan that that where they started, where they were saying based off of what we have that, yeah, Jordan Love is going to, you know, he's going to Aaron Rodgers, you know, this is his last year for us anyway. We're, you know, next year we're going to take a look at starting Jordan Love anyway and maybe, you know, figuring out what we're going to do with Aaron Rodgers. Like that would already be you, you would that wouldn't be found change in your sofa. It wouldn't be found change. That would be planning that we already have. Once again, if you are one of those enterprise and engaging front office that is going to look at a situation realistically, you did not say to yourself, and there is no, uh, there is no um, sort of media post- posturing where in an interview where you can, you know, really make people believe that 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 you were looking at Aaron Rodgers playing poor anywhere was like, ah oh, man, I, I I can't wait to get Jordan Love in there because he's going to take our team to the next level. You didn't say that. That's not to say that you can't. But you did not reali- you did not realistically say that at the point you acquired Jordan Love. What you were acquiring Jordan Love for was you were hoping as the Packers and being, you know, uh, uh, rooted in your disciplines and things that have worked in time past. That's what they saw developing for themselves. They did not say Jordan Love is the future. That's not to say, well, n- n- nobody else saw that Tom Brady was the future <laughs> when, when, when he was drafted by the Patriots. Yeah, but do you remember Jordan Love in the East-West Shrine Bowl game throwing multiple touchdowns as like a showcase of your talent? And, and like, in like the, the, your, your, at that point, your league or your uh, peer group, i.e. if you're a college player and you go to the East-West Shrine game, that's your all-star game, right? If you're Marquez Valdez-Scantling or if you're someone there that played in the uh, East-West Shrine Bowl game, at least people were able to see your talent, you know, in an all-star sense. Before you um, before you got to the league and then you grow the conversation out from there. Tom Brady played exceptionally well in the East West Shrine game. If you were looking at that, you could see, man, that that guy and what a diamond in the rough. So much so that it translated over to Bill Belichick looking at Drew Bledsoe and saying, ah, well, Drew's hurt. Let's see what we got. And that rest is history. We're uh, once again, this is no beat up on the Packers, beat up on the teams here because it's easy. It's just apparent that their decision-making is what led them to here and could have, it could have, would have, should have, should have made better decisions before they got to this point. They could have made decisions, uh, at least the Packers on Aaron Rodgers, the Denver Broncos on their next acquisition. They didn't look at their situation realistically, and that's, that's what happened here. They looked at it. With the uh, with the ever uh, ever bright eyed enthusiasm of an impulse buy, that it was an impulse keep by the Green Bay Packers to look at Aaron Rodgers and and, and say we're not going to make any decisions because it's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that's not 
And I know Andrew Luck's not in the league anymore, but teams once again that are looking, you know, truly down the down down downfield down the down the road uh, for you know hitting different milestones. Packers have hit it poorly. Denver Broncos have hit it poorly. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have hit it poorly, poorly. And the only way those teams are going to fix them is that they have to realistically look in their situation. Even in basketball, the L.A. Clippers are the same way. There is no difference between what's happening with either team. The only thing is, is that for the L.A. Clippers in basketball, their inavailability or the unavailability, I say in, the unavailability of their key roster acquisitions are going to come and play for that team. Whether it be that, man, players get old, um, the, 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 the professional league around them gets younger, and then all of a sudden you're looking at Kawhi Leonard not being able to have the same impact as he would have in years past or if he would have been you know, playing and, 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 and rising to the occasion, things like that. And so uh, we'll see. Um, you know, we, we don't have a crystal ball here, but we do have our indicators. We do have um, trends. We do have all the information you know, available to us where we're able to you know, really see um, the tail of the tape or, 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 or where the story is, is headed. And for some of those teams, uh, Denver Broncos, for example, um, Russell Wilson may have an ability to turn it around. Uh, he may. Uh, once again, this just could be an aberration year. Uh, Philip Rivers has had them where, you know, after multiple playoff performances and such, uh, we've just seen that he wasn't able to deliver the same way uh, and have, and have his, uh, his playability translate. Some of the same stuff that we had, uh, same commentary that we had in Dak in some of their uh, years where they weren't competitive in some games but were scoring points and things, uh, and as we call garbage time or else the game is already out of hand, you're down by you know 30 and you come and clean the game up and you and the other team wins by eight or six you know that that's what we're saying where this play this ability had is not translating over where it needs to and so we'll see uh i don't expect the arizona cardinals um to be able to be competitive in the nfc west i don't expect them to doesn't mean that they can't but the acquisitions and things that they need to do um, were all things that they should have answered before they gave Kyler Murray their contract. They did not answer that. They had their concerns. They tried to vocalize them and let us know. But don't tell me that you don't believe in your quarterback. Tell your team and, 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 get, and get the quarterback that you need. Don't tell me that you have a problem at home. It's not that I don't care. Because uh, obviously I do. I, I create sports content, right? Like I care if the Arizona Cardinals are playing well. I just don't care what problems that they're having enough to where they're telling me like I don't need to know that hey your quarterback you have a, a problem with your quarterback maybe watching film and things like don't tell me that you work on that for your team I don't need to see that in a contract I need to see that play out and how that contract is structured if he's the guy that gets the contract that's how you tell us what you're going with uh, the Brooklyn Nets, don't tell me you're tired of Kyrie. And don't tell me that you're thinking about maybe doing some things. You executed them. You don't need to tell me that you have a problem with something that clearly we can see you do. You, you just don't have to do that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Green Bay Packers, you don't have to tell us that you are, you know, maybe thinking that Aaron Rodgers is at the end of his, you know, at the end of his career or, 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 or that he's regressing, that he's no longer the guy. Like, you don't have to tell me that. 
Like we're able to see it. We're able to see it play out. You do it for your team. You, you, you address the Aaron Rodgers need for your team. Don't tell me about it. We'll hear about it when you do it. And then we'll be able to say, oh, it was a good move. It was a bad move. It's what, you know, then, then, that, then that's where that'll become. But you don't need to tell us. Like, it's like, oh, look, we're trying. Oh, look, you didn't try hard enough. You certainly didn't. Not when you put together Kyler Kyle Murray's contract and said that, hey, he's got a clause there where he's got to watch film. You don't do that. Why would you give him that much money? Why would you give him any money? Why not let him walk? Well, we just can't get nothing for him. What, are you, what do you have with him? If you had, you say, well, he brings that stability that you talk about, Will. Okay. So he brings you stability. Well, what are you getting with that stability? It's like being in an abusive relationship. It's like, oh, well, you know, this person, they, you know, I, I was living on my, you know, sister's couch and the new relationship that I'm in, you know, that person may be aggressive. And yeah, we may have gotten into some really unnecessary fights, but you know what? Uh, this, this is working out for me. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, all right. You know, it's, I get it. You know, it's stability for you, but it's still dysfunctional. Like yes, you're 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 no longer you know on your on your family member's couch. You're no longer you know uh, uh, you know doing whatever you're doing. Um, now you're in a situation where at least you, you know at least you're uh, you know maybe with someone you know maybe before maybe you're bouncing around. I don't know, any of these sorts of things that, that are that are you know in our everyday lives or everyday occurrences. That's the same thing. So you said, hey, I know that Kyler Murray isn't as engaged as he was likely to be. And I know he's not typically the quarterback that we probably are looking for, but I'm going to stay on him and I'm going to give him this contract because we need to. Okay, that only made sense for you. It didn't make sense for the rest of us. What would have made sense is that Kyler Murray may have not have gotten such a high contract, maybe not have gotten a contract. Maybe some of the same things we're hearing about a player that hasn't um, had the same uh, lack of success as Kyler Murray. Let's look at Lamar Jackson uh, here as we're getting ready to, to end the show here. If you're Lamar Jackson, do you continue to play and, and, and have this team decide what your contract's going to be when you're taking a look and in, in, in you're playing in these cold weather games, right? And I know like, well, these are players. They got to – everybody – looks at things differently, especially if it's a contract year. Do I want to expose myself to continue to play in these conditions? And even though I'm the player that I am, and surely, you know, I, I, we all got to work on things and all that. Um, do I, as Lamar Jackson, want to continue to do this? Or do I want to look at beyond this? And even if you're a team that's looking at, looking at getting Lamar Jackson, right? There is not a scenario, and we're saying this right now, okay? There is not a scenario where Lamar Jackson should make more money than Patrick Mahomes. There is no scenario. There isn't even one for Lamar Jackson, even though he is himself and sure he should always get the most money. But as Michael Vick had sort of shared, is that maybe Lamar should look at it like, hey, don't, I'm not going to go out and go get paid more money than Patrick Mahomes because my team doesn't have nearly the same things that Patrick Mahomes had when he's even competing and playing. Even though Patrick Mahomes is a great player, so is Lamar Jackson a great player. MVP, MVP, what have you, what have you. But one has, has a offensive mind, a scheme and things that are going to keep him in position where all his skills are going to be able to only grow. 
Lamar Jackson is not in that. He's not. No one is saying that uh, John Harbaugh isn't a, 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 a decent coach. Um, I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh. No one's saying that Jim Harbaugh isn't a great coach. Um, no one is saying that, um, that his years of success and years of, of, of winning, um, but just like anything, right, there's something that has to change for the Baltimore Ravens for them to be competitive, whether it be, uh, getting Lamar Jackson some, uh, you know, some weapons or retooling the office, retooling team, or even, uh, even take a look at, at life beyond Lamar. If he's not going to be the guy that you, that you have in your mind, great talent and everything that, that that you just don't see as actually being able to win. And it happens. Well, this is Will Everson. Uh, this has been a Sports Spot Weekly. 